Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hello and welcome to the Exit Strategy <laughs> Podcast. The Exit Strategy <laughs> Podcast. The name of this podcast just slipped my mind. I am Sarah Hink. I'm one of the attorneys and partners at New Direction Family Law. We have Jen Bordeaux here, luckily, to help hello, me. Hello. With the name of the podcast and <laughs> not with us, Elizabeth Stevenson, who's usually here. So you'll miss her voice. But luckily, we have an amazing guest, attorney Kelly with an I, McGonagall <laughs> from New Direction Family Law. So we're excited to have her here so you can get to know her. Say hello, Kelly. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we're excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, just your home life, your attorney life, and how you got started. So I'm originally from South Carolina, and I went to college at Western Carolina University in the mountains of North Carolina. I studied business administration and law, and from there, I went to law school at the University of Tulsa in Oklahoma, and that would be where I met my husband, Matt, and he was in law school as well. We ended up moving from Oklahoma to Florida, and he did a master's in tax law, which is really boring and why Super he's not boring. on a podcast ever. <laughs> and I began working for the Department of Children and Families in Florida while he was finishing school. And we ultimately moved to West Palm Beach, where I moved with that same um, government agency and was a practicing attorney down there with them before we started having kids and moved back to North Carolina because I missed my seasons. Yeah, it's been a little bit of everywhere, but we've been in North Carolina and gosh, almost 14 years. Four lovely kids at home. I do. I have four daughters. My oldest daughter, Madeline, um, is getting ready to go to high school, which seems impossible. How are you feeling about that, Mom? I'm doing okay. We're <laughs> wrapping up this little bittersweet chapter, so I'm hanging in there from week to week. And then I have triplet daughters who um, are almost 11, and they keep me on my toes. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> and then we have our clients who keep us on our toes, too. Exactly. And obviously something great about you, Kelly, is that you understand parenting and what all it takes and how probably a disruption in your relationship can really stress you out as a parent. And I can't even imagine what some of our clients go to. So oh, knowing absolutely. how hard it can be in such a good, supportive marriage and you take that away and it can be really tough for people. Yes, I'm very thankful. My husband and I, we kind of tag team in this and most of the time we're on the same page. A lot of times I'll look at him and tell him to get on my page <laughs> so that we're on the same page because I think you do need a united front when it comes to parenting. So don't let them see, you know, that you're not both together in a decision. So. Yeah. So also if you're trying to co-parent and you're separated, do your best to at least seem like you're on the same yeah. page in front of the kids <laughs> and in front of the judge maybe too, because the yeah. judges don't like it if you're not working together. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> And I know you did some previous work in Johnston County as a guardian ad litem. So yeah. tell us about your experience doing that. So when I worked in Florida, I worked for the Department of Children and Families, which is like the Department of Social Services here. But my role was as an attorney representing the state for children who were abused and neglected by their parents. So when I moved here, I was licensed in Florida, so I had to backtrack and do the bar and everything like that again here. I took my time and tried to figure out exactly what I wanted to do while I was parenting four kids. And I volunteered for the Guardian Ad Litem program in Johnston County through District 11. And 
That is just a court-appointed community volunteer. We have a training program that we go through, and we learn how to be an advocate for children who don't have a voice. So in that instance, it's for children who um, are adjudicated, neglected, or dependent. So typically, abuse is a factor, and potentially they're taken away from their parents and placed with a family member or in foster care. So again, it's just a volunteer position. You're assigned to a case, and your job is just to advocate on behalf of that child. So you're an independent investigator. Our supervisor likes to call us an information gatherer, Mm -hmm. and so... um, talking to all the parties involved from school counselors and teachers to therapists to the parents to caregivers and just reporting back to the court to say, hey, this is what's really going on with this child's life to really paint a picture of who that child is and to advocate for what's best for them. Typically, I always try to report the child's wishes, even when they're young, but you still have to give that independent, this is what I think is best as an adult in the situation. Right, a recommendation, and it's really valuable for the court to have that because they're getting attorneys who are advocating for their client. Who's there for the child? Who's this going to be the unbiased third party coming in? And actually spending time with the child and learning their life because the, the judge doesn't get to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that was one of the most rewarding but also challenging things that I've done throughout my adult life. Because you do become attached to those kids because you've got that personal connection that I didn't necessarily have as a practicing attorney in Florida because I was in court and it was the paperwork side of things. And so to see that other side, I think was really beneficial for me to grow in my career and and what I do. Yeah. And abuse, neglect, dependency cases are, are really tough. That's an area that we as private attorneys don't really step our foot into and I've done private TPRs, a termination of parental rights. So it's it's a parent that's asking the court to terminate someone else's parental right where a lot of times abuse, neglect, and dependency, it's DSS coming in and saying, there's really no one looking out for this kid and the, the agency has to step in. And you can, you, you see a lot of horrible stories and you know, a lot of sad cases for these kids. You do. And I think one of the most rewarding parts is as that child's advocate, you're given the opportunity to see it through to the end and to see a good outcome, especially for one of my cases I did have. That child was adopted and is thriving. And so to get both sides of it, I think has really been neat. Yeah. And private cases, we have guardian items as well. You can get one appointed in many respects and adults can have them if they're not able, competent to represent themselves or even if their attorney is concerned that they're not competent to aid in their legal representation. And then for the kids, it really is to say, okay, judge, we have maybe extreme parents who are saying totally different things. And this is obviously a really bad situation for the kid if the parents are this extreme or can't co-parent. So the judge might appoint a guardian litem to do this investigation and represent the child, not necessarily their wishes, but to take us another look at this and make a report to the judge. Yeah, I think it's a a great tool, even in private matters, very beneficial for them to take that independent look to, especially if the child is old enough to have a conversation with them and really see what are the issues and, and how can we make this better and let the judge know what's, you know, good for them. Yeah. In Wake County, we have a new program. Well, I guess it's a few years now, but I'm pretty sure it's just in Wake County. Maybe it's in a couple other counties now, the child's advocate. And their role is to actually advocate for the child's wishes. Like, 
this is what the kid wants. Kid wants to live with mom. And then the court still needs to take that with, with a grain of salt, but it is different from the guardian ad litem who really does this full investigation. It doesn't necessarily just say what the kid wants. They exactly. say, they give a full picture, which I think is much better. We talked to other attorneys in Wake County and everyone has their opinions on the child advocate program where maybe it's good in thought, maybe not great in practice. And you get different attorneys that come in there and how much are they really supposed to be involved? Are they supposed to like just completely steamroll this process or just stand in the back and just say, we talked to the kid and this is what the kid said, what they want and let the judge take that for what it is. Yeah, and I think that's the important part is for the judge to differentiate between the child's advocate, which is just that. They're advocating for what the child wants. And what the child wants is important to consider, but I think that there are times when they're not able to, their child, they're not able mm-hmm. to make you know certain decisions with regards to, am I going to live with mom or am I going to live with dad and what does that look like? A guardian ad litem is going to do an independent independent investigation on their own. And so they're going to include the child's wishes, but they're also going to talk to you know other people involved in that child's life to help get a full picture of what would really be beneficial for that child. Because you think about children, what if we let them make their own decisions? Are they going to go to school every day? Are they going to eat their vegetables? Are they going to do their <laughs> Mine homework? <were> not. <laughs> yeah. So it's, are we going to let them pick which parent? What if there's one parent who lets them do whatever they want and there's no bedtime? Like Exactly. That kid might want to choose that parent and there might be a parent who is manipulating the child and telling them how they should feel and what they should want and if you say this then you'll get that and so we have to be cautious about those situations because we do see them yes absolutely and and I think you're exactly right I think that you know understanding what the child's wishes are and why is probably important so that if you're looking at two very different households, is that a motivating factor for that child? So what's your, what's been your favorite part about practicing the full scale private family law since you've come to join New Direction Family Law? How long has it been? September will be two years that I will have been with New Direction. Best two years of your life. I know. know it. Yeah. (laughs) It feels longer. (laughs) I know it, it does. Um, in a good way. Yes, in a good way. There, there are things about private practice that, that differ from my previous job that I've had to learn and adjust to. It's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been really good working with the team at New Direction. I can't say that often enough. Everybody asks me what I love most about my job, and it's the people. I can walk down to your office and bounce an idea you know, off of you with something that I'm facing in one of my cases. Hey, Sarah, how would you handle this? So I've really enjoyed working with you all and expanding my knowledge and also coming to some good resolutions for a lot of families so far, which is always, there There are tough days. We have tough days, but at the end, when everybody gets to a good place on the other side, that's always very rewarding. Yeah, that's the best. And to see them grow through the process and yes. close out the case and hopefully carry on in a, in a positive direction. Absolutely. This is actually a kind of, this, this can be to the whole table. Joe, you included over there. We can, you were talking about how there are some tough days with clients and just proceedings and but getting to that other side to their new direction in life. So we also have to take care of ourselves and make sure that we do what we can to be in good moods and, and all that kind of stuff. So what do you keep on your desk or workspace area that boosts your mood? Coffee. <laughs> I support that. Oh, gosh. I, I, I don't know. I think coffee probably might be my go-to as well, Joe. Yeah. Music. Mm-hmm. I think those two things. 
um, walking down to Stephanie's office. She's always got essential oils going. Yeah. So that's always very calming. I was going to say, I don't really have much personal stuff on my desk, but Stephanie, our parent, Kelly and I have the same paralegal, Stephanie. She's great. She's given me a badass button and you press the button <laughs> and it says you're a badass or like a phrase like that. So that's fun. And then a cute little um, crochet. No, that's not what it's called. Cross stitch. Yeah, cross stitch. stitch. Yes. Yeah. Different things. I'm obviously not crafty. Um, <laughs> cross stitch of a little fox and it's for fox sake. That's it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> little humor. Yeah. Speaking of Stephanie and she's like the plant mom of the office. She, yeah. we moved into a new space about a month ago. I can't believe it's already been a month and we all have a lot of windows and put plants. And so she helped bring a couple of mine back to life, which, yeah. So shout out Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> Helping she, us have a more calm environment there. Yeah, absolutely. I, for me, I have the mood flipper. Yep, that's the a good little one. thing on my desk that I think I love having people come in. And I think other people just coming into my office is fun. To yeah, I come into your break. mood flipper. Yeah. <laughs> I did that the other day. I can't remember what I chose there that day. Yeah. yeah, we all have Slack on our desktops, on the computer, on our desktop computer. We don't have desktop computers. God, that sounds so old. That's Which, not what I meant. On the computer screen, <laughs> which is helpful because we do such serious work and have such stressful days doing what we do to be able to joke around with our, our coworkers. And Kelly said, we have a great team and that's really helpful to keep your mental health strong and through all this. Absolutely. Yeah. It helps us stay strong for our clients because that's what we're here to do is pro stay strong for them so they can stay strong for their families. So yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> what you said about the desktop computer though, actually I was between two questions. So I'm just going to throw this one out there too. What antiquated invention do you still use? Not a desktop computer. Oh. That's not, I, I don't use that. No, I don't use a desktop either. I'm sure I have one probably being the eldest in the room. A paper planner. I try oh, every year to yeah. use it and by March it's empty and dead. Same. Okay. Yeah, I've failed miserably at that like two years in a row. Tried really hard, but my phone is just always with yeah. me. And the stickers, I want to use the stickers in the planner, but it's just too much to, I can't. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty. <laughs> pretty. Yeah, I don't know. Joe, as we're sitting here surrounded by all of your technology, do you have any antiquated things that you still use? Yeah, I guess. I, I prefer hand tools when I do like woodwork and stuff. I inherited a bunch of old tools from my grandpa. It's That's funner to do it by hand than... Plug it in. I was Plus, about to say, what's the alternative? Yeah, How else can you <laughs> yeah, the alternative is probably me injuring myself. Yeah. I'm drawn to those. I didn't realize that hand tools and power tools were competing tool yeah. factions. There. <laughs> yeah, there's something like the hipster way of doing woodwork is all hand tools. Okay. Huh. I think probably just in our office in general, sticky notes. Those things aren't going anywhere. No, sticky That's, notes no. are good. Yeah, sticky yeah. notes and lists. Those are... Yeah, I typically have a list nearby of my daily to-dos, got to get done, What what's top priority. Yeah, absolutely. Calculator. Yes. Like a, a, one, a real one. A not one. just on Not even phone. a TI-83, just a, no. just a yep, standard just a old basic. calculator. Absolutely. The bigger the buttons, the better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we do have um, some Alexas around the office, though, that team members will use to remind themselves. So it's really yeah. funny to, whenever Alexa goes off to Fizzy, I hear hers all the time. Fizzy, <laughs> this is your reminder too. And it just goes on and on and on. That's not antiquated, but yeah. So it's sticky good, notes and Alexas. It's a good blend. Yeah. It keeps us level. Yeah, for sure. Hey guys, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you yourself have been through a divorce or you know someone that's contemplating a divorce, then you know how important it is to make sure that you know your legal rights or your friend knows their legal rights and options to help develop the best plan for them and their family moving forward. 
At New Direction Family Law, we have over 30 years of combined experience protecting the rights of our clients in family law matters. We aggressively advocate, we aggressively support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So if you or someone you know are facing these questions or contemplating separation or divorce, give us a call to schedule an initial consultation today. You can reach us at 919-719-3470 or reach out to us via our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. What about a life hack, Kelly? What's your, but we actually asked you this for a team spotlight last yeah. month, but you're as a mom of four, including three triplets <laughs> and all girls and a husband, and you just got a new dog as well. So you yeah. guys are oh my officially gosh. a family of eight. Two dogs. <laughs> yeah, we, we've lost it. And I finally broke Matt down. So we did, we got a puppy this weekend. My, my life hack I shared online for anyone who missed it was my pizza cutter. Having three itty bitty kids at the same, Madeline was three when I had them. So just little kids and cutting stuff up. It was, it takes forever. And I'm, I was very paranoid about somebody choking. So I just carried a pizza cutter with me everywhere I went and it cuts everything from pancakes to chicken nuggets to actual pizza. So stock up on uh, pizza cutters. Sarah. And it can be a, it can, <laughs> it can also cut a bitch should they and come across yeah. your own. Yeah, you <laughs> yes, probably, yes. Can't get that one in the courthouse though. <laughs> no, I'll have to leave that at the office, but yeah. Yeah, courthouse it's, is tricky. I used to carry like the wine cork opener and they'd always get it. You could like go to places and they have the cheap wine openers and the ones you take apart and put back together. Mm -hmm. They would always take it. And I'd be like, oh, I forgot that was in there. And you don't get it back. You you never give it back. Yeah. What do they do with all these things? I don't know. I don't know. They probably just have a whole bowl of my wine cork openers out there. And then Chris one time accidentally took like a bottle of liquor in. Uh (laughs) They're like, well, you can leave it here or you could take it back to your car. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take that to my car. (laughs) Absolutely. That was an easy ask. Yeah, Oops. definitely. Kelly, what would you, for someone that, or in, and Sarah too, for someone who is reaching out to an attorney period can be very overwhelming and stressful and just a daunting task to might be the first time they're calling to say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Makes it very real. In some ways makes you feel like you can't turn back, which isn't necessarily the case. But so if somebody's reaching out, what advice would you give them or words of encouragement if they're reaching out to you and setting a consultation? With- well, I think just what you said, they can turn back. So getting advice, talking to someone in our office that can advise you on your legal rights so that you what steps to take next, I think is so valuable. And I think that you don't have to take it as, okay, this is the final step. It doesn't have to be that. It's a good time to get information, know your rights, know what your next steps need to be and to start planning for that if necessary. And remember where people too, I think people sometimes come in and they're very nervous or anxious and I'm a mom, I understand I'm in a relationship. It's something that I think that for them to understand that we're all people too and we've been there sometimes and we try to understand where they are and to help them and just to take a deep breath and to be honest with us about everything. I think that's the hardest part. It's very hard to do my job if you're not honest with me about what's going on. I can't tell anybody, so your secrets are safe. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. very true, very true. I can't imagine going to an attorney because you have this thought of what an attorney is and divulging in your personal issues of your relationship. It's just a different dynamic than going to someone and saying, I need a will or I need a business plan put together. So it is different and probably really stressful for people. Tell us everything you think we need to know. Then from what you tell us, we'll ask you more questions because we know what to look for and can pick your brain. And information is power. So yeah, if you're not ready to leave, at least you'll have more strength after the the phone call or the office meeting 
and knowing what it looks like on the other side. And you, you can decide for yourself, is that something that I want to do now? Do I need to get some more things in place, put some more pieces together before I make that exit? And what can I do to make sure that it goes as easy as possible when I do decide to separate? But a lot of times people come, they've already separated and they've made decisions and done things maybe we wouldn't recommend them doing. So Absolutely. if you're listening, <laughs> come to us as soon as you, you have the thought to speak to an attorney or have the thought to separate because uh, things can be decided poorly and you you aren't going to know everything on your own and you can't just Google it. You just can't. Yeah, Google JD is not a thing. No, no every situation is, is different. If you talk to a friend that's gone through a divorce and they regurgitate maybe what their attorney told them, it's not going to be exactly what their attorney told them, first of all, because it's like that telephone game. They're not going to understand like the legalese right. and the ins and out of everything. And second, they probably have a completely different situation than you. So you have to be really careful. Yeah, I think you have a good point too, is don't feel like you have to come in with every single piece of information because we're going to ask you those questions and we're going to trigger those things. I think sometimes I find potential clients are overwhelmed. Have I told you everything I need to tell you? What, what else do you need? And just remembering that we're going to, we're going to spark some of that for you. So you don't have to feel so weighed down by having all of that. Good point. Yes. And I think one of our first podcast episodes that we ever did was like, how do you know when to go thing? And we do have folks that come in that have not separated yet. And you guys are not there to tell them you need to leave. You know, if safety concerns are an issue, obviously, yeah. please revert to the previous two episodes that we just talked about mm-hmm. that we just had. But again, the, that whole feel like there's no turning back kind of situation. I mean, we hand out referrals for recommendations for marriage counselors or discernment counseling. That decision is solely yours as the individual. We're there to provide you with the tools in your tool bag to help make the best decision for you and your family. Yeah. And so people do come in and treat us like counselors, mental health counselors. And we are not that. (laughs) And I'll be pretty honest with them about it. And I mean, like you have a lot of feelings and that's (laughs) totally understandable. And then I recommend you go talk to this person or mental health counselor about that, but I do see that a lot and I can understand that that happening because maybe we're the first person they are talking to about their relationship and wanting a divorce and then probably just like word vomit, all these like feelings and I can completely understand that. I think sometimes it's hard to separate the two. Mm -hmm. We're more the business side of it and that's more the touchy feeling side so when you're in it it's all the same just like waves of it all (laughs) so it's understandable that might happen and that's why we do follow-up consultations too because maybe the first hour was spent with tears and feelings and maybe what we said to you in that consultation didn't really sink in about the other parts of it alimony and child custody so if you didn't grasp it you can always have another phone call or whatever and go over it again yeah it's not easy not but we're happy to have kelly with us she's amazing Thanks for having me yes happy Appreciate to have that. her in the office and see her Thanks. smiling face you don't get to see it on the podcast but no <laughs> no but i'm smiling and yes. I'm happy to be here, yes. and i appreciate the invite and we'll definitely have her back for some more fun topics in the future and since it's your first time on the podcast why don't you send us off <laughs> okay she probably has a line like when I came to her to ask her if she would be willing to be on today and she was like I just do what I'm told Jen like sure yeah I'll just <laughs> I do I you know you come you guys come to me and you ask me to do things and yep okay sure <laughs> no problem got it <laughs> poor Kelly I think I remember the tagline is that Go what you're asking me yeah. for all right yeah. I got it ain't that some <laughs> <shit>? nailed it <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. <laughs> Don't forget to leave us a review. You can visit us at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at the exit strategy underscore podcast or email us at exit strategy at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. We'll be back next time with more no bullshit content about life, divorce, parenting, relationships, and everything in between. <laughs>